0: Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. Thursday night, we are live, people. Another interesting slate. Preseason basketball to go through tonight. Thursday night, seven games. I don't know why yesterday, Alex, I kept on saying six games. I think I saw the Pistons and the Wizards and I was like, that's not a game. Oh, you were counting that
1: one? Yeah. Counting that?
0: Okay. I think that's probably part of what it was. A lot of stuff to get into tonight. We got got seven games, as I said. We're going to go through all of tonight's games. There's some headlines in the NBA. There's some controversy in the NBA, Alex. Controversy happening that actually, once we go through it and we see what the punishments are for it, not much of a controversy because I don't think those guys over there, if it's real, are going to give a shit. But we'll get to that. The news from the Clippers, more James Harden news, keeps coming out, keeps getting closer. They look good. He's probably going to be gone anyways. We'll talk about that. But first, something happened. We we don't talk college basketball on this show. We just don't. I I don't like college basketball. I don't like to watch college basketball. I think it's a bad basketball product. But something happened. Something came out today during the day I wanted to talk to you about because we sort of joked about this at one point. And... We joked about people joking about this, and then you clarified, like, we're not saying this should happen on the show as it relates to COVID and how sports are handling COVID. And we joked at one point, we were like, or I said at one point that some people joked, oh, maybe they should just throw all the players in one space and give them all COVID and get herd immunity, and then they don't have to worry about the tests. Well, today... Kelvin Sampson, the head coach of the sixth ranked team in the country, the Houston Cougars, came out and said all 15 players on his team have had COVID. Every single player. Now, we can't prove whether that's true or not, but I will say it is pretty interesting that you got Coach K coming out saying it's not safe. We don't want to play anymore. You got, I think it was maybe it was University of Florida or another team today came out and said they're canceling a bunch of their college basketball games. Kelvin Sampson's out there in Houston saying, oh, no, we're winning. We're winning this thing. <laughs> all of our guys have COVID. We're playing basketball, baby. Don't even try to shut us down. And let's see. Maybe it works. Hey, they all got the antibodies now. Hey, herd immunity for the for 15 players on Houston Cougars.
1: So uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm not an expert, obviously, but I know that some people have gotten it twice. <laughs> I don't know if Kelvin Sampson is aware of that. Uh, I think I
0: that's a false positive thing. I think that's a false positive. What do you mean? Like people if they know. got it twice, I mean, one of them was a false positive.
1: No, like I'm, people have like had symptoms twice from, like, I don't mean college players. I mean, like, people I'm just saying, in the no, I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying false positive. Anyways, I just thought that was an interesting—I got that alert during the day, and I was like, I got to bring this up to Alex because this is this is it. This is the answer, at least for sports. This is the answer. Houston, Kelvin Sampson has the answer. He gave all his players COVID. He probably coughed in all their mouths. He probably said what we said on this show, which is, listen, guys. If you don't get COVID at some point when you're playing basketball, you're not playing hard enough. And the Houston Cougars, they're sixth in the country. So they're obviously playing hard enough, and they've played hard enough that they all got cut. Transmittable defense. They're dude, playing, a, oh, they're playing that transmittable D for, sh- for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, let's see. Let's see what happens. Maybe some teams in, in the NBA will, get, will play that transmittable D, and they'll play hard enough that they all get COVID. And then they don't have to worry about it after that. Right. Unless they're like your friends who you know who got it twice. And I don't know. I don't On the
1: record, that. I'm not rooting for that to happen at all. <laughs> we are joking. Well, even
0: though well, we not- are not joking <laughs> that an entire college basketball team has COVID. And, and they just ha- so happen to be a mid-major who just so happens to be the sixth-ranked team in the country when other teams just so happen to be saying, we don't want to play basketball during COVID because our seasons are not going as well as your seasons are going. It just seems like... College basketball is always a shit show, college sports in general. And Mm -hmm. this is just going to lead to more of a shit show because you got teams like, you got powerful people like Coach K saying, We don't want to play because COVID's not good when we've lost four in a row. And you got Houston Cougars, who are mid major, who could win a national championship this year, six in the country, saying, Well, all our guys got COVID, so let's do this thing. (laughs)
1: We're good to go. (laughs) We're good to go. God, the NCAA is such a shit show. Luckily, the the
0: NBA, luckily, the NBA, not a shit show yet. Although, They were the ones who shut the world down. So, remains to be seen what happens this season in the NBA. But there were seven games tonight. Before we get into the games, as we always do, let's get through a couple headlines from the day. The first one, controversy in Los Angeles, controversy. The NBA is investigating the Clippers, and Jerry West specifically. Jerry West, the logo. The man who a lot of people don't even know still is working for the Clippers. A man who... I think might be in his 90s at this point. Re- a report came out from TMZ saying that another man spoke to that man, Jerry West, a man named J- John Johnny Wilkes, who claims to be close to Kawhi Leonard and Uncle Dennis, Uncle Dennis being Kawhi's uncle who apparently runs the show in the background for Kawhi Leonard, and that he that this man, Johnny Wilkes, filed a lawsuit claiming that Jerry West owes him 2.5 million dollars and that there was an agreement that if he helped them get Kawhi Leonard that they would pay him 2.5 million dollars. Jerry West has denied any involvement. He has denied giving this promising this man any money. I don't know who Johnny Wilkes is, never heard of him. Um but just to be clear on what would happen this, uh, the, uh, the article that I read said the NBA's investigation would pertain to other indirect contact as detailed under Article 35A of the NBA Constitution, which prohibits indirect communication such as those made through intermediaries. And, uh, and this was happening. This apparently was conversations that this guy claims he had with Jerry West and maybe other people with the Clippers before Kawhi Leonard was a, was a free agent. So making okay. the deal before he was a free agent. So it would be tampering. Dude, Article Thirty
1: Five A, it's no we, joke. I mean, Who we talk it? about
0: we talk about Article Thirty Five A all the time on this show. It's a yeah. big deal.
1: I mean, we talk about Brad Beal. We talk about Article Thirty Five A. That's
0: it's a big. Ar- this a- is a big NBA Constitution show, particularly mm-hmm. when it comes to Article Thirty Five A.
1: And you have a little three in parentheses. Is that
0: thirty-five <laughs> A three? Yeah, thirty-five A. Article be- item, three. Uh, yes. item three. Yeah. item three. yeah. And I know my lawyer listens to this show, so I'm glad you clarified that. I wouldn't want him getting mad at me for not being clear on all of the articles of the NBA Constitution. Um, yep. Now, here's why this doesn't matter. Here's why this. <laughs> here, here's why none of this matters. Okay, because the clipper, because the punishment, according to the article, is the Clippers could be fined up to ten million dollars and lose draft picks if they are found to have violated the rule. Worth so, it. <laughs> yeah. So what you're telling me is for tampering potentially. Allegedly, the punishment would be that the richest owner in the NBA has to pay 10 additional million dollars and lose late first round draft picks to have acquired who at the time we thought might have been the best player in the NBA and by extension, trade a bunch of draft picks to get another top 10 player in the NBA. I'm pretty sure Steve Ballmer's like, just I'll just give you guys $10 million to stop talking about this.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Something tells me this is just going to kind of go away. I mean, like, yeah. Steve Ballmer can literally wipe his ass with $2.5 million. So, I have a feeling Johnny Wilkes is going to get a nice little payday and we never hear from him again.
0: Oh, well, I thought you meant for the fine. Yeah. So, 12.5 total. (laughs) (laughs) 12.5 total million for Steve Ballmer to just make this thing go away. He probably already cut the check. Yeah. And you know what? He probably called up Adam Silver and he was like, Adam, listen, I'm going to cut you a little bit, break you off a little something too. Let's get this thing. Let's just stop. Let's mm. get, let, this thing needs to go away. So while this was the biggest headline of the day, it also means nothing. Literally means nothing. The only way it would be important would be like if they had to forfeit games or if they were like, because you tampered, you have to send Kawhi back to Toronto.
1: Interesting. Well, I was thinking before you, I had only read about it. I didn't know the penalty. I was thinking like, what if, Kawhi can void his contract because this Johnny Wilkes fellow was tampering and influenced his contract in a way he didn't realize. And okay, they fired Doc Rivers, so I'm out of here. I'm a, I'm an unrestricted free agent because of Johnny Wilkes. Yeah, I don't think that would I don't think
0: I <laughs> don't think a good punishment would be like Kawhi is allowed to just make the decision, right? You know what I mean? Like they tampered. So there's got to be a punishment. I was thinking more like they have to play their first ten games of the season one on five, and it's just Kawhi. Kawhi's the only funny.
1: one who can play. i just, well, yeah. What I want to know is what what did Johnny Johnny Wilkes do to influence Kawhi Leonard to play for the Clippers that was worth 2.5 million dollars?
0: That's a great question. Well, it's worth 20. Yeah. Well, it, no matter what he did, if he was the one who convinced Kawhi Leonard to play if, for the Clippers, it's worth 2.5 million dollars. Yeah, but how the separate question it? is, how did he do it? Not yeah. not what did he do that's worth 2.5? Because it, anything would be worth 2.5 to the Clippers to get Kawhi. Right. I'm just you saying I mean? for
1: that, uh, he's asking for that amount of money because that's what, like, it's just weird. Like, w- why wouldn't The Kawhi fact that so- he
0: asked, the fact that if it's true that he asked for $2.5 million means, if, means he has no influence. Right. Because if he had influence and he knew how much that influence was worth, he would have asked for way more than $2.5 million. <laughs> now, maybe, now, was he... Specifically dealing with Jerry West? Did he specifically ask Jerry West for $2.5 million? Also, that just seem like, did Jerry West care that much? I don't particularly think he cares that like did would Jerry West really care that much to talk to this to Mr. Johnny Wilkes and say, I'll give you two point five million dollars of my own money, which probably then he would have gone to Steve Ballmer and said, Hey, hey, let me get two point five. Interesting. This whole thing is so weird, but two point five million dollars doesn't seem like a lot to ask for to deliver Kawhi Leonard. Right.
1: Well, what if it's something? So, what if Johnny Wilkes gave um, Steve Ballmer or Jerry West? They just he just gave him Uncle Dennis's phone number. That's like that was the extent of the tampering. That's worth two point five million
0: dollars. I mean, yeah. Well, maybe that maybe that would be worth two point five million dollars because again, like. $2.5 $2.5 million is not the value of what bringing Kawhi Leonard to your organization is. So maybe that... I don't know. This whole thing's stupid. because Pretty It's dumb. stupid because it sounds like it's not true, and also the punishment is so small that even if it is true, it doesn't matter. You know? It's mm-hmm. it's absurd. It's just funny that it's the Clippers. Like, even when things go right for the Clippers, they're not... They go wrong. Yeah, You know, they're just... They seem cursed, man. Like, nothing can... I mean, it went right in getting these guys and then they get pounded out in the playoffs and now there's an investigation for tampering. <laughs> when when we know also we know that tampering is constant and is always happening every off season. The fact that there's not tam- that there's an investigation cuz Johnny Wilkes is claiming this, but there's never any other tampering investigations is a pretty wild thing to me too.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I hope somehow, some way, the story has legs and we get some crazy-ass detail and, and we're talking about this in a week, but I doubt
0: it. I think it'd be funny if they sent Kawhi back to Toronto. <laughs> but ooh, Whoa. hit the gong. Um, all right. Rockets, or according to the man who knows about basketball, Adrian Wojnarowski, the Rockets are ex, have expanded what teams they are discussing a James Harden trade with outside of just potentially the Nets and the Sixers. Um, he, and he also said like, I, it was a video. It wasn't even like a tweet. It was a, he, it was an interview he did on ESPN. And he said that they're, that Harden knows what they're doing, that they've been in communication with him, that they're almost kind of working with him to make something work. And, but that they have sort of opened themselves more to the idea that this is, that this is a probability. And now they're just looking for the right trade partner potentially. Um, also came out today that. Daryl, there was multiple reports from Woj and Shams that Daryl that the Sixers would include Ben Simmons in a deal, and then a couple hours later, Daryl Morey apparently told Shams, "We're not trading Ben Simmons. He's part of the future. It ain't happening." So, well, I guess first of all, how do you feel about that? I'm sure you're not super happy about that because you hate Ben Simmons. Yeah, you, you don't I'm, think he should be able allowed to play basketball in the NBA.
1: <laughs> that part, I, the first part was accurate the second part was not accurate ben simmons is allowed to play basketball in the nba in my book he just um is a complete and utter underachiever and extremely frustrating to play for your favorite team anyway um that's i mean that's crazy to just be like no he's off the table for james harden um be- I well, know Ben Simmons is better than Tyler Hero, but like, I think it, this
0: is a move. If it's true that Daryl Morey said this, which Shams tweeted that Daryl Morey told him that, I guess. Right. Um, if it's true, I think it's a I think it's a move by Morey to not have to include more. Like I right. think it's like, no, we're not trading Ben Simmons, and then Houston calls and says, well, we'll just do it straight up, mm-hmm. and now yeah, you I got it. Now you have a deal. Like right now, it's like. Houston wants Ben Simmons and a bunch of picks and probably another play. And then they have to give other players and all the shit. It's probably mm-hmm. like Maury's way of being like, we will give you Ben Simmons, but we won't give you much more than that.
1: Right. Oh, It's also probably a wit. Wh- like if Ben Simmons and his people are like, what the hell's going on here? We're reading these reports. Just a little bit of a, you know, calm down. We're not trading you. But basically True. I'm with you that this doesn't mean that Ben Simmons is not available. I'm not, I don't buy that for a second. Right. Um, When you're when the leading scorer in the NBA, who was it? You said I think it was Kevin O'Connor. Said like guys like James Harden don't. It
0: was Zach Lowe on his podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: they don't become available, so you don't take. I think Ben Simmons made his first All Star team last year. Like he's not off the table because he made one All Star game in his.
0: Right. I think I've talked about it on here. Like there's a tier system, right? Like there's there's it starts with LeBron, who you wouldn't trade for anybody, but then after that you would trade everybody for the guy right like above them right mm-hmm. when you so it's like would you trade you know I, I don't know but you know what i'm saying like right and e- i
1: understand right now i sound hypocritical cuz i'm on the fence about the tyler hero james harden thing whether he but the heat just won the east they are well, here's, the, we kn- they know that works well Work. here's what's
0: interesting that you brought that up ethan skolnick who runs five Reasons sports down here and that's the outlet that i that i mention a lot when I'm talking about heat stuff because they are one of the most locked in local sources down here in Miami where I live about the heat. He's reporting that the heat and the rockets are inactive talks now about James Harden, but the sticking point is not Tyler hero anymore. Although he hasn't, they didn't mention Tyler hero, but it makes me think that hero is the piece. The sticking point now is Duncan Robinson, that they are trying to make not ma- they don't want Duncan Robinson to be involved in any of the deals, which leads me to believe that if Duncan Robinson is the sticking point and they are having active trade talks, then Tyler Hero is on the table, and Tyler Hero is the is piece included already. Because yes. yeah. if if he's re- if they're reporting that they're having talks and Duncan Robinson, they don't want to include, that means they don't want to trade Hero and Duncan in a trade together, which right. I understand. Um, that would really decimate your shooting and Duncan Robinson's a top five shooter in the NBA. You're already giving up a potential young star in Tyler hero. I get it. Plus you don't really know Is Harden going to be there long. Like you just don't know. I get it. But I also think like, if you're already going to give up Tyler hero and you're getting James Harden, you might, you might give up Duncan Robinson. I'm,
1: I'm just so much on the fence and I know it's crazy. Like, but if they just looked
0: so good what they had, like the pieces fit so well, man. Um, it's an arms it's race, man. Hard. Teams get that. De- teams seem to get desperate. Like it's just yeah. like they they look around the league and they're like, oh, this team got better. Like they probably, they probably watched the first Brooklyn game and were like, holy shit, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant again. Mm-hmm. Can we compete with Kevin Durant at 100 percent with all those pieces around him? Maybe we need to get more. They look at Milwaukee. Oh, they got Drew Holiday. They got another. Like they just teams are looking around because there's only like a handful of teams that can do anything in the NBA anymore. There's mm-hmm. a lot of shit teams. So the good teams are like, well, how do we get better? Right now, not for the next 10 years right now. And I would say, as much as I love Tyler Hero, there is no question in, in anyone's mind that right now, this year, with James Harden, a team that just went to the NBA championship and was two games away from winning an NBA championship, they're a better team with James Harden than Tyler Hero, assuming he buys into the culture and, and they fit him into the offense winch. By the way, watching them tonight, we're going to talk about that game next. But by the way, watching James Harden tonight without John Wall on the floor it reminds you, like, hey, if John, if James Harden goes to Miami, and him and Jimmy Butler are the two primary ball handlers there, and Goran Dragic maybe goes comes back off the bench, a little, you know, like that whole thing, James Harden as a primary ball handler is an absolute killer. And if it's if it, if you're not worried about Tyler Hero anymore there, and it's just him and Jimmy handling the ball, that's pretty pretty crazy. Pretty dangerous kind
1: of, we're talking about this so much and it is fun to talk about but i just i want to, something to happen like i'm just like i i, I've, I hope i've it gets yet done to soon. hear
0: I've, I've yet to hear a south florida outlet that i trusted say that the heater and active talks until today so right. that that actually does make me think that they really are uh, not that it's happening but that they're talking mm-hmm. and if they're talking and tyler heroes in the deal i just don't know who else is giving them a better deal right now? If Ben Simmons actually was off the table, I don't know if he is.
1: Yeah, well, I think you're 100 percent right. What you said about Duncan Robinson being the major sticking point does feel like the Heat were like, got, like we already budged on Tyler Hero. Like we we don't want to give up Hero, but he's in the deal. Now we're not giving up any more than that. That's the offer, and that's how right. Duncan Robinson becomes a sticking point. So maybe right. it is close, man. It would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah um well we'll see i mean more is going to come out obviously over the next couple of days uh it, it seems like the heat have a good shot but now that they're expanding to multiple teams who knows could be more could be less we'll see uh all right let's get into the recap of tonight's seven game slate we'll start since we're talking about the rockets we'll talk we'll start there um rockets beat the spurs one o one twenty eight 128 120 106 which as we always say it's preseason so the actual score doesn't matter but I think the biggest thing coming out of this game probably for both of us is Christian Wood made his Rockets debut and had 27 and 10. he looks he, you've been I mean you've been higher on him than I have mm-hmm. um, in terms of what he can bring to this team he he looked uh, he looked like a, a like a stud now J- John wall and boogie didn't play so Christian Wood started at the five. I wonder if that's their plan, anyways. Because I was looking at him; he does look like he is very skinny, but he does look like more of a five than a four at this mm-hmm. point. But he looked pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, there was one highlight I'm sure you saw it. Harden uh, drives left, and Christian Wood is setting a pick, and Harden, like no wasted motion whatsoever, gives him a pass between the legs that Christian Wood dunked, and like we saw it so many times with. Clint Capella, when James Harden basically got Clint Capella that huge contract just from being an unbelievable passer, and it just it just struck me like okay, James Harden can make Clint Capella look really really solid offensively. Now you throw this guy into the mix who actually is extremely skilled. Like James Harden could make Christian Wood unbelievable this year numbers wise. Um, whether Christian Wood is that good or not, like having being like a weapon off of what James Harden is going to do, getting to the rim and stuff, like he could be deadly well, this year. Well, and you
0: know what's fascinating is watching Christian Wood tonight, just in 23 minutes in a preseason game, I can tell you this right now. James Harden has never played with a big man, like a true big man as offensively talented as Christian Wood. Yeah, he definitely in, has. In, in Houston, and I maybe not even when he was in OKC, but that doesn't really count. But since he's been in Houston, the best big man he's had was Dwight, who obviously is different. And, um, man, that's pretty much it. I mean, he had Trez for, like, a year before Trez became sixth man of the year. Um, Boogie, I mean, Boogie, too. But we don't know how healthy Boogie is. And Boogie's right. definitely not as athletic anymore or even ever was as would. Like, Harden's never played with a guy like Christian Wood, So, no. it's it's interesting. I still think he's getting traded. And I don't think it matters. But watching them play tonight, especially without John Wall, God, they looked unstoppable obviously they're playing a a a so-so team in the spurs Mm -hmm. but it 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 reminded me like of it actually reminded me a little bit of before chris paul like the mvp year when Harden was the point guard and he was just doing everything
1: that's what i'm saying yeah when he was like like making just random dudes like clint capella at the time look good yeah um man he what did he have tonight? Nine assists or something? Yeah, he was. He had 20
0: up. points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you saw this or heard this. I don't know if you saw, like, we're watching with the sound on, but early in the game, they look like they, they couldn't make a shot, right? And then about five minutes into the game, Christian Wood gets a defensive rebound, takes it coast to coast, and makes a left handed layup. And the Rockets announcer goes, Who needs James Harden?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you say that? I mean, maybe it was like being so he he funny, might get a but... he
0: might get a slap on the wrist from yeah. the organization, but it was pretty funny. Um, I think he meant it because he went coast to coast and finished with his left. I don't right. think he meant it like trade him, but yeah, just right, the timing right. of it is just funny because Harden hadn't scored at that point either. Mm-hmm. So That's that was true. the that, <laughs> that was before Harden got a bucket. But they looked good, man. They they looked um, that lineup looked interesting. Obviously – and and get it, and Boogie would fit into that lineup too, but Wood is obviously much more athletic right now and just the way he runs the floor and handles – like he can handle the ball. His shot is – I mean, he went two for six from three. So you can't complain a ton there, I guess, but his shot's not great from three. I, I would not want him falling in love with the three the way they do in Houston, but mm-hmm. in pick and rolls and even in isos, I mean, he had – LaMarcus Aldridge couldn't do anything. He's just going right at LaMarcus Aldridge, not and but you know Aldridge is old and slow, so yeah, that he still should. A savvy veteran, but that's yeah. but that's what you should do to an old and slow guy. So mm-hmm. he looked good. It was impressive to see him out there. I don't think it makes a difference. I don't think Harden cares. I think Harden has his mind made up. I don't think having one nice game with this kid is going to be like oh, I'm sticking around. Christian Wood and me are winning a title. <laughs> right. You know, like I think he's gone. Uh, as far from the Spurs in this one, mm, not really much to talk about. My guy Devin Vassell, another great game. The kid's looking better and better every game. 18 points, 8 and 13 from the field. Played good, two steals. Like they're not going to have a choice. That dude's going to have to start. I, f- I feel like at some yeah. I mean, he's going to take Riguez spot.
1: Mm-hmm, especially with probably not much to play for, um, right? Or maybe he's helping them scrape up an eighth seed or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, Let me see. Did I have anything else on this game? Do you have anything else on this game? No,
1: no. I was actually just going to point out Spurs are like, like, I feel like all these, so many teams have question marks, but like, just, we know what the Spurs are. I feel like we know exactly what the Spurs are this year. You know, they're just not good. Solid old guys, solid young guys, and then nothing (laughs) special. really.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're like a lot of teams, no star, so it's hard to win. Mm -hmm. Uh, T-Wolves, Mavs. This was an interesting game. So obviously, the T Wolves won in overtime one twenty nine one twenty seven. I watched this whole game. Uh, Luca didn't play in the fourth quarter. So and the Mavs were up by a lot. Like the Mavs were smacking the T Wolves in the third, and then Luca and their starters pretty much didn't play in the fourth. And the the um, the T Wolves came back and won in overtime. Uh, I had a couple things from this game. Number one, Luca is just. And I know his, you look at his numbers, 0 for 6 from 3, 6 of 18 from the field. Um, he was frustrated a lot of the game. I think he, you know, it seemed like he was getting fouled and they weren't calling fouls. And he, he's competitive, man. Even in preseason, you could tell he was just getting mad during the game. But he's playing a different game than everybody else on the floor. Like, he, he, it, it's, there's a there's 10, there's nine guys out there playing one game and Luca's playing another. It's, it's. It's the closest it really is the closest thing to watching LeBron James play basketball that we've seen since LeBron came in the league in terms of just his the his intelligence, his his skill set, just everything he does. Like he just he he just l- looks like he's playing a slower game than everyone else. That's what I was going to say. And yeah. everything else and 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 I don't just mean like slower in the sense of he's not as athletic. I just mean like it's like he sees everything in slow motion, and he he, he knows how to make – he makes the right decisions, and he's, he's able to score. Like, everything he does just looks – got to be honest. Like, I'm watching this team, and I'm like, first of all, if they get Porzingis back, there's no reason they can't be the second-best team in the West. I really believe that. Like, mm-hmm. Josh Richardson looks great for them. Him and Tim Hardaway on the wings, man. Look at that. I mean, 7 of 10 from 3 tonight. Dorian Finney-Smith hit three threes, which is probably not going to happen often. Dwight Powell looks like he has his athleticism back. They come off the bench with Jalen Brown or uh, Jalen Brunson. Brunson yeah. Kleba is shooting the shit out of the ball too. Like, I, I, I if he's back, Porzingis, and he's totally healthy, I don't see any reason why they can't be near the top two or three in the, in the West. And also, I think by the end of this year, we're going to say Luka is the second best player in the NBA.
1: You think he will eclipse – Anthony Davis, I, I think will, we're both comfortably there right now, right? At, with LeBron and AD one two, it's AD, Yeah, I
0: think so. And I and I'll say that because I think what because of the value of the position, mm-hmm. he's going to be this. I think by the end of this year, we're going to be talking about him as the second best wing player in the NBA behind LeBron. And mm-hmm. you know, AD is as great as AD is. He's still playing with LeBron, and we've seen AD be the leader of a team. And they were, they were, they had some good years. But they were never – he never led a team to be as good as what this team is about to be. I think – could be, particularly if Porzingis is healthy.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. That. I mean, what you just said is all going to come down to how well they do through 82 games and then – 72. It, I mean, 72, and then making it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, like, yeah. for, just for me, like, I know we – know, we know how good Luka Doncic is, but, like, now he needs to show he can take a team to the promised land. I'm not saying – win a championship this year. But I honestly kind of think like anything short of a Western conference finals appearance is going to be like kind of a disappointment. Um, not massively, but that's, that's what this team can do this year. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's totally possible that we're like, I mean, we were there. We were there almost. And he's at the, the end favorite. Of the to, he's
0: the favorite to win MVP. So if he right. wins MVP, he, no matter if people watch him or not, which most people will not watch him enough to even know how good he actually is, mm-hmm. they'll just look at the stats and they'll see the voting and they'll see that he gets awards and whatnot. But if he gets MVP, I mean, look. Giannis wouldn't back-to-back MVP, and people were talking about him potentially being the best player in the NBA. And now he's sort of been exposed a little bit; still like a top-five guy, but can't shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Luca does it all. Luca does everything, and even in a game like this where he shot six of eighteen from the field, I come away from it like, holy shit, man! There's no one like him, other than LeBron, really. Yeah. Uh, for the for the T Wolves, two things that stuck out. One is this. I gotta say. I think because he plays in Minnesota and because they've been so bad for so long, I sleep on Karl-Anthony Towns' ability constantly. And I think I've said on this show many times that Jokic, AD, and Bam are the three most skilled big men in the NBA. Without question, Karl-Anthony Towns is in that mix. He might be second. His, uh, his His ball handling and shooting ability for a guy his size is unbelievable it's unbelievable now he's been pretty bad defensively most of his career it hasn't um it hasn't translated to them being a good team ever so there's a problem there but just from a pure talent standpoint not many guys that can do what he does if any
1: yeah i think that's fair um I mean, yeah. At some point, it has to translate into wins, or people are going to be like, "Okay, maybe he's not that good." But this could be that classic case that you've talked about: is this a really good player in a horrible situation for years, or is he not that good? And we may not know until Carl Anthony Towns gets out of Minnesota, or um, Anthony Edwards develop it develops into a stud. You know, it right. just it just he's going to be this mystery of how good is he actually in terms of winning basketball. Um, until until there's some more pieces around him. But, yeah, skill-wise, guy's an animal.
0: Yeah. By the way, D-Lo didn't play in this game, so whatever that means. Um, so the other thing from this one is Anthony Edwards. So uh, People concerned he didn't play well in the first few games. That kid, he played great in this game. They were a better team when he was on the floor. They were getting smoked early on in the game. He came in and gave him a spark. First possession, he got switched on to Luka and played great defense. It, it, high, at, like, shows that he has a potential. His size and his athleticism, he could be a great defender if he cares about being a great one-on-one defender. Comes down, nails his first three, which m- might, because he doesn't know how to play basketball yet, not be the best thing in the world because he kind of fell in love with the three. He still went. He went three for eight, which is good. If he goes three for eight, that's good but he at 17 he looked really good every time he had the ball and he clearly has no idea how to play basketball in the NBA yet like it's he's not even close to knowing how to play but they were a better team when he was on the floor so that's a good thing for Minnesota he's going to have to learn the value of free throws because when he drives straight line drive he goes by everybody and he gets to the rim whenever he wants so like that's a good his, quality to have <laughs> his second possession Went left, went right by his man, drew Cat's defender away to try to help, missed the layup. But because Cat's defender just went crashing at him, Cat was right there for the offensive rebound. Like there's value in just having that ability. Mm-hmm. But he, I think, he settled for a bunch of jumpers in this game where he could have probably gone to the rim and either got fouled or scored. That stuff will come in time. But right. a game like tonight goes to like what I was saying the other day, which is. Give this kid some time because he is super talented. By the way, they played some clips from his press conference. Seems really funny. Like, he has a great personality, too.
1: Well, we said he might be. After the uh, the Benny Benihana's thing, we were oh, like, yeah, okay, right. is he super weird or is he absolutely hilarious? So, maybe it's yeah. the latter.
0: I mean, I still wonder, like, with the whole comment that he had about, like, I like football better or whatever he was talking about. Yeah. I wonder if... They just drafted another super-talented, non-competitive guy to go with a super-talented, non-competitive guy that they took first overall years ago. Like, I do wonder that. And if that's just the type of culture that they've built there of, like, let's just get and – and Andrew Wiggins, another one, like another mm-hmm. s- super-talented, not super-competitive seemingly, like if they just replaced one with another one. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, just in terms of seeing his athletic ability and scoring ability, he already looks like he has – a much higher upside as a scorer than Wiggins. And that's kind of saying something because as bad as Wiggins was for them, I think he averaged 20 a game for his career. So, you know, I, this the kid will be good. He's yeah. going to be good. Um, Let's go Hawks, Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies won 128-106. Uh, did you, do you see any of this one?
1: I didn't, um, I mean, I saw, I mean, John Morant, 13 assists, assists, that's got to, I mean, I think he has a shot to lead the league on it. That's how high I am on John Morant. Like, he, we know he's a great scorer, know he's a great passer, but I think he could actually lead the league in assists. He has the ability, I mean, 13 tonight. Um, He's an absolute beast. That was my main takeaway. And then also, just from the box score, like, DeAndre Hunter with 22 was nice. I feel like with all the young talent the Hawks have, he's almost kind of like A little bit of the forgotten guy. Um, What about you? Any takeaways from this? Well, my
0: question coming watching this game for you was: Would you rather have Ja or Trey Young?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I, I, Ja Morant, and like that might be like a little bit biased. I just think Trey Young's like. I just don't see that translating into. I don't know. That's really yeah, tough. no, it's
0: really it is a tough one. It kind of goes against what I stand for with point guards, but I think I would take Jaw also. He's just a, he's just a
1: how tall is Trey Young? I just have it in my mind that he is too small. Yeah, he's six one. He's probably not even that size. Yeah. matters. and he
0: and he does not play defense. Th- this was one of my takeaways from this game, which is the Hawks were twenty eighth in the league in defensive efficiency last year, and they added two guys who essentially don't play defense in Bogdanovich and Gallo. Mm -hmm. rondo does but he's super old like they didn't get better at all defensively i mean i guess capella makes you a little better defensively because he didn't play much for them last year Mm -hmm. but i am concerned that first of all nine new players um and the guys that are back are all young other than capella and who is still pretty young too and they already didn't play defense last year so you're fitting all these guys into a new rotation and they have to learn how to play defense. Uh this game pretty much was these two teams, other than Jaron Jackson Jr., who's obviously a huge part of what Memphis does, these two teams were pretty much playing the who's gonna be their, their what their teams are gonna look like in the regular season. And um the Grizzlies, who have no wing players, like Dylan Brooks is their best wing player, and he's a fine player, but like He's he's not gonna get he's not gonna average 24 a game. They were getting a lot of open jumpers. The Hawks couldn't stop them. Um the Grizzlies, I will say, that guy, Taylor Jenkins, that they picked up last year as their coach that I'd never heard of when they hired him. He has these guys. They play a certain way. Like they play hard and they don't stop. Like they play hard 48 minutes. They are just playing harder than the in this game. They were just playing harder than the Hawks, and it's preseason. But it was like a noticeable difference. And I think some of that is also John Morant, the way he plays. They probably fit each other as a coach point guard type of thing. But they just played harder for most of the game. But also, I'm worried Atlanta's defense is not going to be great. And I just don't know. Like, again, I, I saw it again tonight with the rotations where it's like, the first preseason game, Bogdanovich started. Then last game, he came off the bench and Herter started. And then tonight, Bogdanovich started. And they're still figuring out like who fits with who. And um, I like their small lineup probably best when John Collins is at the five and Gallows at the four. But then that's that's a bad defensive team. Like I, I'm, I, they're going to win a lot of regular season games, but I think they're still. I, I don't know. That's now watching them three preseason games. I know it's preseason, but I don't know, man. There's something about the Hawks that just doesn't yeah, do I mean, it the, for me right now.
1: The Defensive concerns are have to be super real. I mean, we'll keep that in the back of our mind for FanDuel Fridays and stuff because this might be a team you want to get guys playing against them.
0: And um, with, like they're probably yeah. going to score a lot of – I mean, they're right. going to score a lot of points too. they got a lot of shooters, but yeah. they're going to give up a lot of points. I mean, they were a bad defensive team last year that added two non-defensive players yeah. to their main rotation.
1: And uh, quick, quickly to your Grizzlies point, like I think a lot of people forget how vastly this team overperformed last year. Like, and I this resonates with me because I, I had like an over under bet for them. I like, I think their line was like twenty five wins last year or something. It might have been less. And me and a guy at work were looking at it like, there's no shot this team's winning even twenty games this year. Like that roster was really really horrible going into last year, and they won like 28, 30 games. They almost snuck into the playoffs at the end of the day like they're they're bought into what that coach is doing and uh i mean they take a huge step last year and i wouldn't be surprised to take another big step this year in terms of wins
0: by the way i'm just looking at this box score right now and i gotta say shout out to benny boatwright okay
1: great name first of all
0: i went to an aau tournament um in georgia probably had to be six years ago, seven years ago. I don't remember. It was a really long time ago. And I was there actually watching Grayson Allen because my buddy coached him in high school. So we went to watch him play. And I was just there watching like a random game. And I was there. This kid was like six, nine, didn't miss a shot. Must've had 50 in the game for some West Coast AAU team that was in there for the Peach Jam. And all these dudes were like, go, these kids were there, they 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 knew who he was and this and that. And I turned to one of the kids, I'm like, who the who's that? Like, yeah, Benny Boatright. And I was, I never forgot about him. I called a buddy of mine who's an agent. And I'm like, you need to keep an eye out for this kid, Benny Boatright. Like, he's a fucking stud, dude. He ended up playing at USC. I think he had injuries, but he's like six ten and he was a great shooter in college and in high school. I guess he just wasn't as good as I thought he was. He was great in high school but he's I only on watched an him play NBA one, team. He's on an I NBA I watched roster. yeah I mean he must be pretty fucking good if he's in the NBA yeah. but um I only watched him play one game but that one game man it left an impression because I had never he, I was like holy crap this kid's going to be a this kid's going to be a monster I mean he played at USC so obviously they saw something in him yeah um well,
1: he's only 24 so you know maybe yeah. he smashes onto the scene a couple Grizzlies injuries or something
0: I would love that that would be my favorite thing ever I would validate a lot of my talent evaluation thoughts about how I am at evaluating basketball talent. Um, yeah, I don't even know where we were with this game. I, I think we're done with this game, probably. <laughs> oh, oh, you were talking about how good they were last year. Yeah, when if they if Jaron Jackson never got hurt, they might be a playoff team last yeah. year.
1: When so, going into the season, they they you well, sure, like, oh, yeah. This team well,
0: sucks. also, yeah. no one knew who this kid. Well, no one knew Jaw was going to be as good as he was in his mm-hmm. rookie year and no one knew who Taylor Jenkins was. Yeah. They both way exceeded expectations. So, yeah, no, they're they're an interesting team. I just think their upside is so limited because look at their wing players. Yeah. They stink. I mean, no offense to Dylan Brooks and Grayson and um Benny Boatwright and Kyle Anderson, but their wing players are not good. So, their upside is hugely limited, but they could be a playoff team. They play hard. They play hard. They play tough. Um let's see. Hornets. Let's go with Hornets Magic, I guess. Um my only thing with this game is LaMelo, you know what's interesting about LaMelo ball? I think um because Lonzo's shot is so bad was always so bad, I think people let LaMelo off the hook about how ugly his shot is, and I know he went 4 for 9 from 3. Seven of seventeen from the field, but his shot is so ugly. Yeah, and I'm worried, at least in in terms of like when it comes to real basketball, not preseason basketball, he's gonna fall in love with the three because he's making threes in the preseason. His shot is ugly. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna be scoring like I don't think you want him pulling up from three or taking threes a ton during like real basketball. His shot's ugly, but I mean, yeah. he can pass that thing. He had a sweet alley oop tonight. I'll be interested to see also if maybe they potentially with Gordon Hayward out in the beginning of the year, if they do some Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, Lamelo Ball lineups because Lamelo is so tall because Devontae yeah. Graham and Terry Rozier are shooting the shit out of that thing. Like those guys can really shoot the ball. To, Rozier went off tonight. I think Rozier had like their first twelve points. Um, uh, yeah, he finished with twenty. Um, but I think the story of the like the Hornets, no matter what happens this year, the only story is really going to be Lamelo. Yeah, this is all anybody cares about with this figuring team.
1: out yeah what they have in him i was gonna the point i was gonna make is that i just can't wait to see Lamelo ball against a really good team in a game that matters because i just have this feeling like you mentioned it with a shot but it almost seems like everything he does is like sloppy or takes a little bit longer besides passing he looks i mean there's some passes that are breathtaking but like right. even his his dribbling and driving like something i've talked about Kawhi leonard how there's no wasted motion you know it's beautiful to watch him play yeah. basketball with Lamelo ball it's like it's just ugly to me you know it's just something about it and i think that's why i've been down on him since like watching him in high school and stuff so if this if the if his game works against really good defensive teams and one-on-one defenders i'll be shocked i just i
0: i'm not high on lamello ball I'm, I'm gonna i'm
1: gonna plant my flag on that hill
0: I mean, um, I'm not a you know how I feel about point guards, but yeah, I, he's yeah. exciting. He is exciting, man. He definitely he is, exciting. Yeah. So that's really all I got from I mean, I don't the Magic are just so so, these might, these are two of the more boring teams in the whole league. They really are. Um and I mean your boy Markel Foltz still playing pretty well, but mm-hmm. um yeah, not a whole lot there. Uh let's talk I guess let's go Warriors Sacramento.
1: Okay. Um, I have a bold statement, bold claim to make, bold okay, prediction. Go for
0: it. Go for it. Go for it.
1: Stephen Curry will set the record for three-pointers made in a game at some point in this season. This will be
0: What is it right now? Like a 12? I think it's 13, 13? but I, it might be 12. And it was Clay, right?
1: I think so, but I Steph Curry will hit 14 3. He will get so unbelievably hot in a game this year and break that record. And it's fitting. He he should retire with that like that's a record where you're like, yeah, that should be Stephen Curry's. Um especially if this team isn't as good as I thought they were because Klay Thompson gets injured and maybe they don't have as much to play for and he just cranks out 25 threes one game or something. I have no idea. But
0: Well, worth noting, at least for this, is I watched the first half of this game. It's worth noting, like, still Wiseman and uh, Draymond still haven't played. Yeah. But Steph went off. He had 16 in the third quarter. He looks great so far in the preseason. And, and also... Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins combined for 41 tonight, and they, more importantly, combined to go 7 of 13 from 3. Yeah. If they get that, like, Wiggins, I think, is going to benefit from playing with Steph. We, I think we both think Kelly Oubre already was a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be interesting to see when they're fully healthy, but it is a good sign for them to see how efficient those two guys were, you know, and seemingly getting more comfortable within the system and with this team. That being said, they played the Kings. Yep. That does so need to be said. So you have to take everything that happens against the Kings with a grain of salt because the Kings uh, are a dog shit. Man, um, really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. Yep. I mean, where's... where's uh Oh, here he is. Hassan Whiteside. 12 points, 9 rebounds, 3 blocks, 3 turnovers, 3 fouls, and a loss. Yeah, they're going to keep playing him minutes. They're going to keep giving him 20 minutes a game, and they're going to keep losing. And he's going to keep putting up these stats, and they're going to lose.
1: They're going to be terrible. Why, why is Marvin Bagley taking four shots in this preseason game? You know, Like, you need to figure out if this is like, – he's the second pick in the draft a couple years ago. It's preseason. Why? Yeah. Four shots. What What the hell is going on, man? man um, I don't know. This team's going to be bad, really yeah. bad. And I hope Buddy Heald gets traded. Yeah, she's trapped.
0: Um, the last two games, we'll talk about the Clippers game. The Clippers game is still technically going on. We'll talk about that. In a, I'm going to end with that. The only other game, really, that we needed to talk about was the – or to even mention because it happened was the Pistons game. But Pistons won. The Pistons beat the uh, the Wizards 97-81. Wizards still no Rui, no Russ, no Bertons. Brad Beal played, but it didn't matter. Um The Pistons still haven't scored 100 points in the preseason. (laughs) So let's (laughs) – So,
1: but Wait, has anybody scored 100 against – I mean, they've been playing terrible teams, but I think they're
0: No, no, no one – Because they think their only two games were against the Knicks. So they've played the Knicks twice and the Wizards, and same as the Knicks, they haven't scored 100, (laughs) and no one scored 100. Oh, God. It's just – This is where we talk about where, God, there are some shit, shit teams. Yep. Um, Okay, that game doesn't matter. Oh, by the way, I was going to say this real quickly about the Hornets. Um, shout out. I wanted to shout out um, Bismack Biombo, by yeah. the way. Okay. Because when I was there, so I was there when he got drafted. Mm-hmm. And I think I've even talked about on the show, he was awful. Like, he was so bad. His draft workout was one of the worst things I've ever seen. We took him seventh overall. I couldn't believe that he was in the NBA. And then he was so bad his first couple years in the NBA. I was just like, okay, he's not going to be in the league very long. It's fine. The the dude is in his 10th year in the NBA. Somehow he has gotten at least good enough that now I'll say this. Great person, great dude, hard worker, all that shit, right? Good locker room guy. I guess now he's a vet and whatever you can keep him around. But talk about a guy that I thought was – 100% 100% going to be out of the league after his rookie contract and has somehow stayed in the league and he's now in his 10th year. I, I mean, I got to shout the guy out because it is impressive to go from potentially one of the worst players to ever play basketball in the NBA in his first couple years to a 10-year veteran that teams just seem to keep picking up. And now he's back where it all started. He's with the Hornets, which is pretty cool. I, for him. Right, I love Great that dude. shout out. Yeah. He is a really good dude really bad at basketball or was really bad at basketball i got admittedly I haven't seen him play in the past few years so i guess he's gotten good enough that teams want to keep signing him but he stunk when we first got him <laughs> sorry biz if you ever watch this it was true but good for you for sticking around yeah i think um,
1: overall that was a compliment
0: yeah oh you know what i'm gonna i got another good hornets thing okay if you want something before yeah. we finish out before we talk about the clippers game and finish out the show sure i was watching the blazers game yesterday and Gennaro Pargo is now an assistant coach for them. And I meant to shout him out yesterday because Gennaro was in Charlotte with us also. But, you know, how we always talk about, like, even these shitty teams, even, like, the worst player is so – damn like, they, they're still so good. Like, we always talk – what we always talk about in sports, when we're especially when we're talking about professional sports, like, this guy sucks or this guy's – but, like, really, they're in the top – you know, 0.01% of what they do on the planet. Yeah. Pargo was hands down in my experience in the NBA, the, by far the best example of that. He was on the Hornets when we were one of the worst franchises in the history of sports. Right. And he couldn't even play for that team. But when I tell you that he was a fucking murderer in practice, (laughs) like he was unstoppable He would come down. He was right-handed. He would come down in transition during scrimmages in practice and shoot with his left hand. Like this motherfucker could not miss in practice. He was so damn good that at some points I think the coaches had to be like, "Well, maybe we should just play Pargo, man. We can't win games." And he would play a couple minutes and he couldn't do shit. In he was at the end of his career. He was slow. Like for the speed of a regular NBA game, he just he didn't have it anymore. Yeah. But I'm telling you, in practice, he was fucking Michael Jordan. And it just reminded me of, like, he is the, at least for me, in my experience from when I worked in the NBA, the poster child of all these guys are the best on the planet at what they do, even though we talk about, like, a guy who's, like, the 15th guy on the bench. Like, yeah, this guy can't play. <laughs> oh, no, no, they're pretty fucking good. You just haven't seen him yeah. play in a situation where, like, if if you and your buddies were playing at a gym, he could walk in right now at 40-something years old and put 100 Destroy on you and walk in there, out. Yeah. 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 so i saw him yesterday i thought about that but I th- it's pretty cool that he's coaching because he's super smart i always thought he'd be a great coach he's been around the league backup again backup point guards it's kind of what happens right yeah, yeah well, you're um, not gonna
1: get that stuff anywhere else to our listeners yeah. That's, that's yeah
0: Gen- cool. you're not gonna get these money Gennaro pargo is, stories nugget anywhere and a half dude yeah um all right the last game tonight it's still technically going on so i don't have a box score um, i have end, I end of a, fourth on my screen oh, 125 to 105 yeah, so the Clippers lost one twenty five, one hundred five. Yeah, I mean, look, I watched the first half of that one too. I've really only been watching the first half of a lot of these games because it's preseason. Mm-hmm. But um, Kawhi just looks like he—he he, he looks like he's going through the motions, the way LeBron looked like he was going through the motions. But the difference is, LeBron still whooped the fuck out of whoever they played the other night, and Kawhi just. They just don't care. Like right now, they clearly – now, Marcus Morris and Serge Ibaka still didn't play. So that's one thing. Um, They're figuring out what their – new coach, new – like a lot of new stuff going on there. So maybe that's just what it is. But they just – he just looks like he's going through the motions. He was up late the other night. You know, he was on Jimmy Kimmel doing his thing. So he was Mm -hmm. up late. He probably hasn't slept a lot, all that. Lou Will and Luke Kennard look good off the bench. So that's good for them. Um, but I not not big fan of what I'm seeing out of the Clippers early in the preseason, and I don't think that's surprising to either of us because neither of us expect them to be much better uh, than they were last year, and could potentially be a disaster.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just a weird feeling, like you said, and this is I mean this isn't based on any I mean this is a total hunch, but I'm wondering if you know reports about Kawhi being upset that Doc Rivers was fired because that you know he went there because Doc Rivers is a big part of that. Wondering if he's really not happy there, but he's looking at his own track record. Okay, I forced my way out of San Antonio. I jetted from Toronto. You know, I can't again be this diva that gets out of here. I don't know. I mean, maybe he. Maybe well, things where are else, really. But not where good. else
0: is he going to go that he can live in San Diego? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, here's my thing with Kawhi. Here's where I. Here's what I got about Kawhi. I was watching. Been watching him play, watched him on. I, I saw that he did Jimmy Kimmel. I hadn't watched the interview, but I saw that he was on Jimmy Kimmel. And it got me thinking you know who Kawhi is on a trajectory to become? Bill Goldberg. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, but you know I'm a big wrestling fan, right? I do. Is Goldberg,
1: he just went by Goldberg. 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 Okay, actually... but his
0: name is Bill Goldberg. He went okay. by Goldberg for like people who just know of wrestling. Okay. So here's the thing about Goldberg, right? When Goldberg came on the scene, he wasn't human, right? This dude would, like, come out. He didn't say a word to anybody, right? Kind of like, you know, Kawhi doesn't talk much, right? Didn't say a word to anybody. Comes out, the smoke, like, the pyro, instead of standing behind the pyro, like most people, he'd stand in the middle of it. Like, he was, <laughs> and he would, like, inhale it, right? Yeah. Guy goes on a... 174 win, like match win streak to start his career in wrestling. The only thing he ever says is who's next. Doesn't say anything other than who's next. Then they take the belt off him. He loses. Then things just changed, right? Then now they got to figure out something new. How do we keep him fresh? Now he's doing full interviews. Now he's talking. Now he's losing more here and there. Now he's not unstoppable. Eventually, now WCW shuts down. And he got to go to WWE. Now he's like a, kind of a joke. Now his reputation among wrestling fans is like, oh, was he ever really that good? Uh, he didn't really say much. Oh, he wasn't a good wrestler. I'm kind of seeing this trajectory for Kawhi Leonard. Interesting. The guy comes into the league, doesn't say a word, not expected to do anything. Finals MVP in San Antonio. Then he goes to... The Raptors, mercenary, finals MVP, wins a championship. Still doesn't really say much other than I'm a fun guy, what to do, right? Doesn't talk a lot. Now, goes to the Clippers. Loses in the, loses in the playoffs for the first time. It's the first time. Now the gimmick's changing up. Now he's doing Jimmy Kimmel. Now he's doing full interviews where he's trying to show his personality. I don't want to see his fucking personality. I want to see him be a killer. I don't care if he if he has a personality. We love him because he's a robot. That's what we loved about Goldberg. There was that mystery. The mystery the mystery's gone with Kawhi now. He lost. Now he's not only is he going on Jimmy Kimmel and doing an interview. He's going on Jimmy Kimmel, who is a noted diehard Laker fan and, and notoriously hates the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard's supposed to be a killer. He's supposed to be a robot. He's supposed to he's supposed to hate this dude. This is supposed to be a, a rivalry, and you're going on this guy's show. Kawhi's changed. Kawhi's changed. He's, he's Goldberg, wow. which, and, and, and I'll tell you what, Goldberg's still a Hall of Famer. Goldberg, when he was great, he was great. When he was great, he was great. Here's... But the, the, the allure kind of fell apart and the, the, the Kawhi allure, it's kind of falling apart for me.
1: Interesting. Okay. Here's the first, probably the most important takeaway. I think on this show, I've mentioned how I watched wrestling for like one summer when I was like 12 or something, maybe eight. I watch WCW and I watch Goldberg destroy like 50 dudes. And that's all I know about wrestling. So, Ooh. in my mind, before you told me that was a history, I thought Goldberg basically ended his career undefeated and was never, and is the greatest wrestler of oh, all time. No, no, no. So, interesting. Okay. And I get I get the parallel. Like, the mystique of Kawhi is disappearing rapidly and he's going from robot to boring ass dude like like he's not a real, he's just a super boring guy man and that's but fine. the thing he is he doesn't is, have to be entertaining he was
0: always like, a super boring guy but he wasn't indestructible super boring guy other I mean, than he was like also
1: mysterious though right
0: that's what, but also never lo- like he was mysterious he was boring but he also beat the shit out of you mm-hmm. and he destroyed you and if you came near his team you were done and then they he lost in the second round and he wasn't great, and they weren't great, and things fell apart and all that shit. Now he's just a boring dude, like you said, with no no mystique, and he's not a killer anymore. So it's just like, eh, eh we don't need I him.
1: will say, Goldberg's story is written, literally. It was written, and it is now written. It's finalized. Kawhi has this, this back end of his career to change that. I don't know if he's going to do it.
0: Well, that's why I said it's trending. Trending, okay. Like, towards that type of thing. Like, this is what happened, right? With, you know, Goldberg started doing real interviews and talking. People are like, "Eh, stop talking. Gross. Stop (laughs) talking. Maybe stop talking and start beating people's ass again. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with Kawhi. Maybe focus less on Jimmy Kimmel and your apples and your apple tree or your apple story. And maybe just focus on... Getting this shit show together that was supposed to be a championship team last year, so maybe don't you know? Maybe don't sit out back to backs as much as you do. Maybe just play. I don't know, but Kawhi's okay. Goldberg.
1: All right, no rebuttal. Yeah. See how, see how the season plays out.
0: Yep. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's I think that's a way. That's quite a way to uh, end the last show of the week, and actually our last show with games until the regular season starts. And I just want to say this. Um, The world of independent podcasting is a, it's the wild West out there, right? It's really hard to know and really hard to gauge like building up a show. And it's a, it's a grind, especially doing a five day a week show. And I will do want to say to the people that are, watching on youtube or on twitch or who watch the videos or the people who listen you don't understand how much we even just the few that i don't know how many of you are actually listening it might be like three of you out there it might just be richard Debono. i mean he really might be the only one out there listening and my brother and other than that maybe my dad i don't know it's maybe some people in your family that might be it either way even if it's just one or two of you we really appreciate it right because it's it's a grind we have fun but it's a lot and now we've are made. Now we actually gotten to the point where we're at the regular season, and this was what this whole podcast was made for, to do a five-day-a-week show to bring you guys everything from the NBA every day of the week. So all of you who listen and are still listening, thank you for sticking with us. And I think you're going to see that this show is going to get better and better now that there's actual games because that's Absolutely. what this show was meant to be. So appreciate I think, it. Yeah. What?
1: I think I've texted you that maybe – 30 times this off season. It's like, we just got to get real basketball, you know? (laughs) Like, yeah. And we're so close.
0: Absolutely. So appreciate all you guys. And obviously you know what to do with the, the, the the ratings and I'm not going to say all that shit this time. Just appreciate everybody who watches. Keep watching. We'll be back Sunday night at.
1: Got to go. There's no games.
0: No, there's no games. Oh, you got to go later. Yeah. Eagles. Uh, All right. Midnight ish. Something around there. Um, But uh, appreciate all of you, and we'll see you Sunday night for the podcast listeners Monday morning. Yep. Later.